Uncle drove out to remonstrate with him. They met in the village tavern over a gill. Man, I can't vote for a Unitorian, said the chairman. But, said my uncle, Maitland, the opposing candidate, is a Trinitorian. Damn, that's war, was the response. And the blacksmith voted right. Smith won by a small majority. The change from hand-loom to steam-loom weaving was disastrous to our family. My father did not recognize the impending revolution and was struggling under the old system. His loom sank greatly in value, and it became necessary for that power which never failed in any emergency, my mother, to step forward and endeavor to repair the family fortune. She opened a small shop in Moody Street and contributed to the revenues, which, though slender, nevertheless at that time sufficed to keep us in comfort and respectable. I remember that shortly after this I began to learn what poverty meant. Dreadful days came when my father took the last of his webs to the great manufacturer, and I saw my mother anxiously awaiting his return, to know whether a new web was to be obtained, or that a period of idleness was upon us. It was burnt into my heart, then, that my father, though neither abject, mean, nor vile, as Burns has it, had nevertheless to beg a brother of the earth to give him leave to toil. And then and there came the resolve that I would cure that when I got to be a man. We were not, however, reduced to anything like poverty compared with many of our neighbors. I do not know to what lengths of privation my mother would not have gone that she might see her two boys wearing large white collars and trimly dressed. In an incautious moment my parents had promised that I should never be sent to school until I asked leave to go. This promise, I afterward learned, began to give them considerable uneasiness, because as I grew up I showed no disposition to ask. The schoolmaster, Mr. Robert Martin, was applied to and induced to take some notice of me. He took me upon an excursion one day with some of my companions who attended school, and great relief was experienced by my parents when one day soon afterward I came and asked for permission to go to Mr. Martin's school. I need not say the permission was duly granted. I had then entered upon my eighth year, which subsequent experience leads me to say is quite early enough for any child to begin attending school. The school was a perfect delight to me, and if anything occurred which prevented my attendance, I was unhappy. This happened every now and then because my morning duty was to bring water from the well at the head of Moody Street. The supply was scanty and irregular. Sometimes it was not allowed to run until late in the morning, and a score of old wives were sitting around, the turn of each having been previously secured through the night by placing a worthless can in the line. This, as might be expected, led to numerous contentions in which I would not be put down even by these venerable old dames. I earned the reputation of being an awful laddie. In this way I probably developed the strain of argumentativeness, or perhaps combativeness, which has always remained with me. In the performance of these duties I was often late for school, but the master, knowing the cause, forgave the lapses. In the same connection I may mention that I had often the shop errands to run after school, so that in looking back upon my life I have the satisfaction of feeling that I became useful to my parents, even at the early age of ten. Soon after that the accounts of the various people who dealt with the shop were entrusted to my keeping, so that I became acquainted, in a small way, with business affairs, even in childhood. 
One cause of misery there was, however, in my school experience. The boys nicknamed me Martin's Pet, and sometimes called out that dreadful epithet to me as I passed along the street. I did not know all that it meant, but it seemed to me a term of the utmost opprobrium, and I know that it kept me from responding as freely as I should otherwise have done to that excellent teacher, my only schoolmaster, to whom I owe a debt of gratitude which I regret I never had opportunity to do more than acknowledge before he died. I may mention here a man whose influence over me cannot be overestimated, my uncle Lauder, George Lauder's father. My father was necessarily constantly at work in the loom shop, and had little leisure to bestow upon me through the day. My uncle, being a shopkeeper in the high street, was not thus tied down. Note the location, for this was among the shopkeeping aristocracy, and high and varied degrees of aristocracy there were even among shopkeepers in Dunfermline. Deeply affected by my...